Dr. Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Hello, and welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. I'm honored that you're here. Elliot Mintz is someone who has made a big impression on me. I've learned a lot from him, and I've had a lot of moments of fascination thanks to him. And I was able to do a series a while back. These were broadcast on the radio with various people. This one is with a person legendary in radio, DJ Jim Ladd. He is known as a freeform radio personality. What he does is liberated radio, if you want to call it that. He's currently heard on Sirius XM. He plays rock and roll music mostly, but it's whatever he wants to play. On Elliot Mintz's website, elliotmintz.com, you're going to find a lot of things. There's audio interviews, there's video interviews, but there's also a filmed interview entitled Mince on Mintz. It was conducted by DJ Jim Ladd in Elliot's home in California. It is an in-depth examination of all things mints. Through the promotion that I was doing of ElliotMints.com, which I found a fascinating experience, I learned so much, I was able to interview the legendary SiriusXM DJ Jim Ladd. Now this is the interview that we did. I hope you all enjoy and I'm trying to get all of the interviews that I've done through the years available on the podcast and on as many formats as I can. If you want to support me in my quest, go to thepaullesley.com, click on support the show. This show is supported and made possible through listeners and viewers like you. Let's get into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a great pleasure to welcome this man, DJ Jim Ladd. Thank you so much for joining us. That's my pleasure, Paul. I think most stories are best from the beginning. What was the music that you enjoyed the most as a young person? Well, when I, everything to me is it's either pre-Beatles or post-Beatles. So pre-Beatles, before the Beatles came out, as a young kid, I was listening to early 50s rock and roll. And my, it was came on the radio when my parents were driving the car. Also... Um, you know, as a little kid, you would hear uh, the Sons of the Pioneers if you watched Roy Rogers, that kind of thing. And then as I approached my teenage years, the Beach Boys became very important to me. Were you ever a Fats Domino fan? Sure. Sure. Again, I was very, wasn't a teenager yet, but I liked Fats Domino and all of those guys because although I wasn't really that uh, keyed into music yet because I was too young, it was something that I I knew it was kind of more toward geared toward me than, than the other things I was listening to. I was hoping you could give us your recollections about the first time you leaned in and spoke into a microphone and you were on the radio. Well, that would be in college. And it was, you know, I was taking a class in radio and TV communications and you were required to do a, a show. And that was the first time that I did uh, what you would call a an actual radio show, and I thought this is fascinating, and uh, everybody's hearing me on the radio. And then I discovered that at the little school I was going to, the radio signal was actually a speaker in the quad. <laughs> it didn't actually go anywhere except around the campus, but still, it was pretty uh, 
exciting for me. What, in your opinion, makes for good radio? It should be personal. You know, it should be the best radio. It should be something that connects with people on a, uh, a personal level, whether it's through the music or the spoken word. And also creativity. The person on the air should be uh, allowed to have the freedom to be as creative as possible because radio at its best is an art form. Uh, certainly music radio should be looked at as an art form. And you need to have the freedom to be an artist if you're going to do good radio. When someone is listening to you, DJ Jim Ladd, when you're on the mic, what do you hope that the listener gets out of the experience? I want them to be I want them to be connected and engaged. That's very important. And I hope that it makes them use their imagination. That's very important. The kind of radio that I do is called freeform radio. It means that I can I pick all the music uh, as I do it. There's no list or format or anything like that. I'm picking this music and I put the songs together in thematic sets and those thematic sets are geared to tell a story and to communicate so uh, at one moment I might be playing a set of songs about the environment in the next moment I would play a set of songs about something in the news what was happening in the news so if you listen to my show and you really listen to the lyrics of the songs as they go together they will um, make a comment on what I'm trying to say. Right now, you're heard on satellite radio, but the type of radio you're talking about, freeform radio, it's almost non-existent. Do you think that it will survive somehow? Yes. It's it certainly existed on Sirius XM, where I... I'm working now, they, they not only allow me to do it, they encourage me to do it, which is fantastic. But I fought this battle for a long, long time, and certainly on terrestrial radio, it's almost non-existent, and that's a shame because there's a lot of very, very talented people who could do uh, freeform in their way, and they're not allowed to do it. And, and so what you're hearing, especially... If you're listening to an FM rock station, is not what FM rock radio was supposed to sound like, nor sounded like when it began, and it just is a really pale, pale a ghost of what FM radio used to be. So that's why I'm really happy to be on Sirius because Sirius XM allows me not only to do a freeform show, but now to do it nationwide. So it's alive and well. There's this very talented man, very interesting man. He's launched this website, ElliotMintz.com. And the flagship interview is this filmed interview that you, DJ Jim Ladd, you did with Elliot Mintz. How did you first come to meet Elliot Mintz? We were working together at the same radio station here in L.A. I was just starting out in my career it was only the second station I'd worked for. Elliot had been in the business a few years longer, and he worked at the very first FM station in Los Angeles, KPPC. And then 
was working at a station at KLOS where I was working, and that's where I met him, and he was doing this extraordinary talk show, which I would listen to and just was in awe of his, of the way he interviewed people. And so basically I just decided I would just rip him off for everything I could because he, you know, I didn't know how to interview anybody and he was so great at it. So I learned a lot from him. The first time you shook his hands, you looked in his eyes. What was your first impression of this guy, Elliot Mitz? First off, extremely intelligent. You could, you just knew by listening to him and meeting him, he was very bright, a very gentle person, and also someone who had a kind of a spiritual aura about them. So you felt comfortable. I felt comfortable meeting him and felt like this guy knew some things that I didn't know. You've interviewed Elliot Mintz several times, going back to, there was the interview you did with him in 1980, and then there was one recently that you did, the 30-year anniversary of, of John Lennon's passing, and then this Mintz on Mintz. What is it like to interview such an extraordinary interviewer? That's a very good question. It's a very good question. You would think and it might be this way with other people that if you're in that situation, that would be difficult. But Elliot makes it really easy because he's done hundreds, probably thousands of interviews in his career. So he knows what makes a good interview from the interviewer's side. So when the tables are turned and I'm asking him questions, he is very expertise in uh, knowing how to answer those questions. Plus he's probably the most articulate person I've ever met. You know, he's just, by his nature, he's a very articulate and engaging speaker. So it's very easy to interview Elliot. This filmed interview, the Mints on Mints interview that's on ElliotMints.com, can you tell us your recollections of those evenings? What are the memories and how did it play out? Well, it was certainly enjoyable and fascinating I went to his house, and he was kind enough to invite me to do the interview, and there was a good deal of preparation because Elliot was very meticulous in preparing the film crew and making sure everything looked just right. So when we finally sat down to do the interview, I was uh, comfortable, and then once we got into the interview, it was I just tried to speak to him as if we were having a conversation without the cameras so we could just go anywhere we wanted and explore all these different areas while keeping in mind that I was there to elicit information about his extraordinary career but it was it was a great evening I really enjoyed it it, it went on for quite some time but it was a lot of fun and fascinating and the more it went on the more I got into it having checked out the website I'm sure what do you think about Elliot's website now that it's live? I think it's one of the most extraordinary websites I've ever seen. It has more information packed into that thing than probably most websites you would go. And I certainly don't know of any other website quite like that where you can go and get all of this extraordinary radio, TV, and music history in one place that's all generated by this one person. 
And the way that it's set up using the jukebox as the menu, it makes it really easy to navigate, extremely easy. And once you start playing around with it, you're just hooked. You better bring a sandwich and some <laughs> coffee because you're going to be there a while. It's a lot of content. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> extraordinary that one person could generate that much content. But thank God, Elliot saved all this stuff over the years. You know, not a lot of people do that. I certainly didn't, wasn't that meticulous in my career. But Elliot, just thank God he did that because it's like the Smithsonian of, of radio and TV here through the eyes of one man. Well, what is something about Elliot Mintz we would be surprised to know? He's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually Batman, yeah. You know, I've asked Elliot who he is, and he said, you know, I really don't know. And now you're saying he's Batman. Who would you yeah, say he is? <laughs> he tries to keep his identity secret, but I'm here to tell you he's Batman. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the Tom Petty song, The Last DJ. Mm-hmm. How did you feel and what did you think the first time you heard that track? Well, I went to interview Tom, and when we got done with the interview, he said, you know, I'm working on a, a demo of a song. Would you like to hear it? And being the wise ass that I am, I said, no, Tom, you know, I'm really too busy now. But I said, of course I would like to hear it. So we went back into his studio, and he played the last DJ for me. And... I did not connect that that was about me. I thought it was about a character and Tom's obvious love for radio and his kind of plea to let this character do what he wanted to do and be what he wanted to be. And and, and I said, man, thanks for not effing it up and, again, being a wise-ass. And I said, could you play it again? And he did. And I just loved it. I just thought it was great. But it was on driving home with my producer and engineer, my producer turned to me and he goes, you know, that song's about you, don't you? And I went, no, you know, cause I didn't jump to that conclusion. And he said, oh yeah, and God bless him. It turned out to be, that's what it's about. And he wrote a very nice thing in the liner notes of very nice piece in the liner notes of the album. So I'm obviously honored and, and overwhelmed by that, that he would be. Now that's not, it's not like a bio- biographical piece, but it's being in- if it's in any way inspired by what I did, I'm very, very pleased with that and very honored. In fact, I have the poster hanging over my uh, for that album hanging over on my wall right now over my head. So something that gives me a lot of pride. Very cool. What is the responsibility of a good DJ? You said that ideally you have to have creativity. What about responsibility? Well, I think responsibility is to I think that you ought to be grateful for the opportunity of doing that for a living because it's a real, you're not digging ditches, you're not flipping burgers, you know, you're doing something that has the potential to reach thousands if not millions of people. And I think that you ought to take not yourself seriously, but the job really seriously. The way I approach it is every moment that I'm on the air of every show I'm trying to do it the very best I can. I'm trying to pick exactly the right song to further the thematic set that I'm playing. I try to make sure that I'm saying something appropriate, especially if I'm making a social commentary of any kind. You know, I want to research what I'm saying and 
I want to do it not only from the heart, but from the head and just be good at it because there's a, I don't want to waste the time I have on the air. And I think that your responsibility is to be as absolutely as good as you can every moment that you're on the air. What is the best thing about being Jim Ladd? Hmm, that's a hard one. I looked at that's a hard one. I'm blessed. You know, I'm very, very blessed. I have a, a wonderful wife and I have two great dogs and I live in a, in the Hollywood Hills in a house I've been in for a long, long time. And I do, I've somehow been able to make a living at what I love doing. That's really huge. Joseph Campbell famously said, follow your bliss. And I've often, I always agree with that, that if someone can find something that they would do, if you take money out of the equation, say you were independently wealthy or something, and you didn't have to, and money wasn't a factor, what would you do with your time on the planet? What would make you happy? And I've often felt that if you got really good at that, whatever it was, if you got really good at it, someone would pay you to do that. And that's kind of what I've done, is I found something I really love doing, and fortunately got competent enough that people will pay me to do it. You just mentioned the planet. One of the things about the World Wide Web, you never know who's going to hear something. Right. So for anyone who hears this, wherever they are, what do you want to say to them? Peace would be the first word that would come to mind. The planet is going through uh, some pretty rough times right now in the Middle East and here at home. The environment is under siege, and although we're getting better at that, we seem to be getting more aware about the environment. So it's kind of a cliche, but think globally, act locally, do what you can to make this a better place and a more peaceful planet. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath before you just violently react to whatever dogma is being put in front of you on social media. And remember that uh, your actions affect other people. Well spoken. My last question. Who is DJ Jim Ladd? I would be Bruce Wayne in this case. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Robin. <laughs> no. no I, I'm not good in tights. I don't look good in tights. So if Elliot's Batman, I'd be Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Without the money. <laughs> Well, Mr. Ladd, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Paul, it's been my pleasure. Great questions. You know, you're a good interviewer yourself, and thanks for asking some smart questions, and I hope this worked out for you. All right. Keep on well, rocking. La last thing I want to say is tune in to or go to ElliotMintz.com and check it out. Check out ElliotMintz.com because you, you will be absolutely be fascinated and engaged, and there's so much there. I mean, if you've got a guy that He's going to bring you an interview with John Lennon, and then you can click on an interview of Jack Nicholson or click on an interview of Mick Jagger and then click on an interview of John Wayne. You're in for a hell of a ride. It's really something. Yeah. <laughs> Again, thank you very much. Have a good one. My pleasure. Thanks, Paul.